This is Boat Crew RPG with Trashkin for mature audiences only. Welcome everyone to a game of Trashkin. Uh, I'm today joined by Tillman and Monica, and we are going to play the game Trashkin by Grant Howarth and Chris Taylor, made in 2017. So the prompt is this. You are Trashkin, half human, half animal, that eats out of the trash, and you are going on an epic quest in a fantasy world. You are about as tall as a child or smaller, and now we are starting with the character creation. So uh, there's four stats. Audacious, cunning, big, and quick. So can you all roll d4s for me? So four times a d4 and add one to get your individual stats. All right. So I did that. And for my audacious, I have two for big three, cunning two, quick two. That's a pretty even spread. Nice. Mm -hmm. And for me, I've got a audacious four, big two, cunning four, quick four. I feel like I got the short stick on that one. <laughs> Maybe, but like you could also see it as a character trait, right? So maybe you're just a rookie that goes along with the more experienced Trashkin. I think we will find out that uh, we will find out more about that during our game. Uh, there is six races in this game. Uh, there's Raccoon Kin, Pigeon King, Red Boys or Girls, uh, Fox Folk, Half Possum, and Go Girls or Boys. So if you want, you can pick it. Uh, but the idea is that you roll a single d6 and uh, yeah, or choose it, of course, and then we have some races. So once you have done that, can you read out your race and tell us what the benefits of your race are? So I tried rolling <laughs> and I, I think I'm going with the result. I have a three for red boy. Um these get plus two quick, and if I see that correctly, they can use their quick score to uh, as damage and uh, against unaware targets. Yeah, it's additional damage to. Uh, oh, I add target. my quick score, uh, then I don't roll for it. You can, if I read it correctly, you still roll for it, and then you add your quick on top of the damage. Yeah. So basically, okay. you're a mm -hmm. rogue with like a sneak attack. <laughs> that checks out. Monica? I am playing a half possum, which gives me plus two audacity, and I get to roll twice on whew, the Ludo Necro table. Oh, sounds in the background. Wait. The Ludo Necromancy table. Yeah. So there is two, uh, two magic systems in this game. Bin Wizardry, which we are not going to use, but we will use Ludo Necromancy. So you get to roll twice on that table, which will give you uh, two spells or two things you can do as long as you roll under your audacity score. So that means you get to roll 2d6 right now, and then that will tell you which ludonecromancy spells you can actually use. I rolled 2d6. My results are 6 and 2. Awesome. So you get to apply plaster. 
apply a used plaster because we are dealing with trash here, which would heal someone's coppers, which is a lot, a lot like uh, hit points. And you said a six, right? Yep. Ah, nice. So did you also you also get to spit hex briefly, blind or deafen a nearby foe? Very appropriate. Very. Uh, then for next up is. Armor, melee, and ranged, which is three individual D6s. So, Tillman, what did you get for your armor, melee, and ranged attack? So, I rolled a two for armor, which gives me a dress, sacks, a stolen hat, etc. So, I pick one of those, or okay, they really have a choice. I believe Monica already said I need to pick the dress <laughs> ahead of the recording. <laughs> If you want to take the dress, you take the dress and you own it. Mm -hmm. uh, then for, oh, uh, I should say, um, because I rolled fairly low, I don't get any extra copper hit points from that. Uh, so it's basically a plus zero armor. Uh, then for melee, I rolled a uh, four. So I get a chair leg, a bottle or something along the uh, those lines uh seeing that i have like a uh rogue as you said with um my quick stat and i uh, will be sneaking around a lot and trying to attack unaware targets i feel like a broken bottle is kind of fitting it's kind of nasty but uh, small and conceivable so i'm picking that mm. and then for ranged i rolled a five so i get bricks a short bow or something like that and i feel like bricks and short bow aren't exactly in the same category <laughs> well if you throw a brick it, it is a heavy hitter mm -hmm. i think that's that's kind of what they're going for so if you were to use this ranged uh weapon it does hit heavily yeah let's just go with a brick then that seems good and i forgot to mention it but um The bottle, it gives me plus one damage, but minus one quick, which is kind of sad. And the brick gives me plus two damage and also minus one quick. Yeah, I would say that that is if you are actively using it. If you're not using your brick, I, I suspect before you go into the attack, you would just put it down and therefore it would not hinder your quick. Monica, how about your character? Well, for armor, I rolled... A three, uh, which gives me the same options that I got for a uh, Tillman's roll, which is a dress, sacks, a stolen hat, etc. So I think it's only fair since I chose Tillman's dress that he chooses what my possum wears since he's the fashionista of the group. Sounds fair to me. So with possums, I really like their like tiny little feet. So I'm thinking mittens, like oven mitts or something like that. Okay, so I guess I'm a naked possum with oven mitts, um, which of course doesn't yield me any copper for my armor. For melee, I rolled a three, which I have the option of chair leg, bottle, etc. Uh, Till chose the bottle. Uh, storyteller, would I be allowed something like a shiv made out of a turkey bone that I ate? Yeah, I'd say so. The next category is mallet and stolen sword. 
So a shiv is definitely smaller than that. Okay. So I'm going to go with a shiv made out of a turkey bone, which gives me a plus one for damage and removes one of quick. Last but not least for range, I also got a five, which gives me the options of bricks, short bows, etc. Um, trying to kind of decide. Uh, I don't want to throw a bow. That seems ineffective for Till already has bricks. So what kind of heavy thing can I throw? Books. Maybe you can get a slingshot of some type. You know what? I like the book idea. I'm going to, since of course I find everything in the trash, uh, recycle the old Encyclopedia Britannica books. And that's going to be my projectile, which gives me plus two damage and minus one quick. Yeah, it being a... Uh, it being an encyclop- uh, encyclopedia really, really adds that plus two damage. Okay, then character creation is actually almost done. The one thing left is magic. So we, well, we, you, get to roll 1d10 to pick your magic item. So I got an eight for a wand with one charge left in it. Hope it's a good spell, <laughs> but it doesn't say <laughs> which spell. <laughs> I I'd say we figure that out once you use it. Okay, that makes sense. Maybe we'll make I'll figure something out, but it's probably going to be a lock roll whether it's effective or not effective, and then I let you describe whatever that looks like. <laughs> well, and uh, prepare for trouble and make a double because I got an eight, which is the same exact thing—a wand with one charge left in it. Nice. You you guys managed to make twins that are not really twins, and I love it very much. Uh, so, yeah, then there is only one more thing left to do, and that is note down your copper coins, which uh, is your health, basically. And that is five plus either your big or your quick score, whichever gives you the highest result. And once that is done, we are ready to go. On this sheet, there is also location descriptors and uh, a treasure and a secret that I will not reveal, namely what that big treasure is guarded by. Um, So for the location, uh, I already rolled that one and I got a kind of magical elven forest. So that's where it's going to take place. And your big treasure, I will reveal in a minute. Um, I I always like when characters kind of know each other, but before we do that, we need to know your character a little bit more. Monica, you have a question. Yes, I do. Uh, regarding the damage score, um, since sorry, the coin score, since it's five plus quick or five plus your big score, whichever one is different, the melee weapons that we have and the range weapons that we have alter the quick score. So is this my original quick score of four or am I including the two minus one that I pick up from my weapon and my range? Or is that just only during attacks? Gotcha. Um, I'd say ignore the negatives from melee and ranged because technically the description of copper coins is above that whole section on the sheet. And it also gives you a little bit extra muscle. Solid. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. We were at getting to know your characters a little bit. 
And first for that, I would like to know whether your characters have names and if so, what they are, uh, as well as the pronouns that they use. We've we've done this Tillman first the whole time. So let's start with Monica this time. Well, she just used the, <laughs> you know, reverse on me. Okay. Um, I will go with uh, Priscilla the possum, pronouns uh, she, her, but I'm not sure she really knows what pronouns are. So really anything goes. She won't be offended. Uh, Priscilla is a, a small creature. We're going to say she's kind of young because she has a big score of two. She has uh, her right ear kind of chewed off. She's missing a couple teeth. And she's been known to have, you know, mites a couple times. So she's not the cleanest creature. She's definitely not winning any, you know, beauty pageants. But she has her heart in the right place. And she's always looking out for her brothers and sisters in the trash. Very, very nice. Maybe she can compete in like trash Olympics one day. Yep, she could do that. Tillman, what about your character? Hmm. I'm struggling with the rogue aspect of the red boy a little bit. But I'm feeling like I want to play um, kind of a very dramatic, uh, yeah, dramatic, maybe even a bit of a romantic red boy (laughs) who also will uh, challenge all his enemies to uh, fights to the death if necessary. Mm over uh, good loot and love interests and whatever else, family feuds, Mm. because that fits the whole aesthetic with the dress, but also uh, the broken bottle (laughs) and the brick if all else fails. Mm, Struggling with a name still. Um, I'm going with he, him pronouns. How about Charles? Yeah, sure thing. And he sees himself as kind of the nobleman of the trash. Okay, so we have a noble trashman and a <laughs> and a half possum that could definitely win the trash Olympics. Um, then there only is one question left from my side, and that is, how do you two know each other? So my thinking was we. Uh, met each other um, when we found these two magical staffs once not staffs but that doesn't really um, that doesn't really connect us much it just means we met (laughs) it could connect you like uh, you could for instance say that the ones are connected and therefore you are connected too oh that's interesting so um, they were both in a heap of trash and we found them kind of at the same time. And then we had uh, a disagreement about who would walk away with the ones, but we settled in on uh, each one of us gets one. And now we keep running into each other because magic. Instead of the hands of fate, we have the wands of fate. <laughs> I love it. Monica, can you add a little detail about how this connection between the two ones actually works? How do they bring you two together, for instance? 
Well, I would think that since they are magical items, maybe they were forged by the same person with the intention of these two items being used, you know, within a certain distance of each other. So one could assume that the magic of that one mysterious charge in the wand will only really fire if the other wand is nearby, kind of like a radio type thing where you have to be, you know, near each other in order for either one to work. And whenever we just get too far apart, the wands somehow bring us back together because if we're too far apart, both wands are absolutely useless. Like magnets. Yeah, that totally works. Okay, so we are in a, well, kind of magical elven forest. And it's kind of magical because the elves that used to live here don't live here anymore. So the magic that they once wielded and that they once supplied to the forest is slowly dying out. However, you two still have one magical item that still has magic in it. Actual preserved magic that makes it very, very valuable. After the elves left, the trashkin actually flooded in from the sides. They used to live in the, in the heaps of trash that you never see in the movies. But wherever there is a society, there is trash. And as it is a mag- magical trash, because they were elves, Trashkin were born. So that's a little bit on how your village or how your city came to be. You just took up residence in whatever the Trashkin or whatever the elves left behind and the Trashkin took over. So it's does one of you still have parents? I would say given the nature of possums, Priscilla clung to her mom. One day she fell off and then she was, you know, making her own strides in the world. I don't foresee her having a family. Whereas rats are extremely social. So that would make sense. Uh, And I think uh, Charles, he technically, he still has a family, but he denies that he um, is probably like the bastard son of a um, important and noble rat family but he's not always welcome uh, in their quarters that also makes sense i do think you have one grandma who just took you in as well not took you in per se but will still sometimes slide you something from the family reserve So just to keep you afloat. And one day you get a letter from her and it says, my dear, my dearest grandson, I have come upon the wondrous secret, the wondrous secret that, well, actually I say we came upon, but actually my, our family has known this for years. Um, But one of the things that was left behind by the elven citizens that became before us is a whole lot of wigs as i am growing older my hair is turning thin and one of the things i would like is one of those wigs so i would really prefer if you do this little thing for me and find these soiled wigs to up 
my legacy a little more and also pay back for the little bit of money that I lent you earlier. Much love, your grandma. I'm surprised that Charles can read, but I guess we're going with that. <laughs> and of course, it uh, it is an honor for him to go on this quest. And also he kind of wants to rub it in uh, everyone else's face that he took care of grandma and got her this great uh, gift. Um, whereas everyone else was just, you know, quarreling about the usual stuff. Um, who gets to uh, eat the first pickings and so on. And Yeah, he actually risked something. Yeah. You unfortunately also know, which is big unfortunate, that if you go, Priscilla has to come with. Yeah, that is um, kind of a given. But mm, he uh, knows that Priscilla is you now crafty and has an eye for good loot. So he actually feels um, kind of relieved about that. But he's also extremely worried that if the two of them get seen um, together too much in public, it could send the wrong message because he's definitely uh, trying to uh, follow his heart and marry into one of the other big rat families. But he's the outcast son of uh, his own family, so it's very difficult for him. Okay. So how would you go about getting the message of, hey, we need to find these wigs, please join to Priscilla. And where are you going to find the information on where they are? That kind of stuff. So what do you do next? I'm not exactly sure. (laughs) I mean, finding Priscilla should be easy. We established that they kind of keep running into each other if they just follow the lead of their magic wands. Um, And maybe they have like... Uh, a local trash heap that everyone can access where they just keep meeting. Um, but going about finding the wigs, no idea where would I uh, where would I start with that in our community? Well, then let's start at meeting Priscilla. So your go-to way, I don't know, do you have a go-to way of finding Priscilla other than I just follow the ones? Hmm. I mean, follow the ones, yes, but I also know her by now, so she probably has some typical hangout spots. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Monica, where would Priscilla be? Well, depending on the time that he chooses to do this, if it's during the day, she's probably sleeping. She has kind of like a hole that is carved out at the base of a tree. It would be some sort of abandoned rodent nest of some sort that she kind of took over. She would be sleeping there. Or if it's in the evening, she's always found either dumpster diving, looking in piles of leaves, or on a good day, she enjoys, you know, watching rat betting tables, you know, if they do kind of card games and stuff, she's an eager spectator for the, uh, those who engage in um, gambling. I think the evening would be more interesting then. So Charles, you know that Priscilla tonight is likely in what is basically the local casino because there is a big, big trash poker tournament. He kind of hates it there um, because it's the place where all his 
half brothers and sisters uh, waste the the family fortune, and he doesn't uh, get any of it. But he would probably uh, do the same if he were in their position. But he basically sucks it up and walks up to the local casino. Um, <laughs> do they have any security on the entrance, or do I just get in? <laughs> I think they do have some security, at least to keep the little ones out, because gambling is not as fun if there is a toddler running around that is crying for his red mama. Um, so I do think there is some security around, but you are a grown-up. So the bouncer just takes one look at you and is like, ah, go in. So I have this really baggy dress that I wear. Since I'm about the size of a child, uh, it is, of course, way too large for me. And I would think that I have my weapons uh, hidden beneath it somehow. <laughs> I don't think they really care about weapons, though. Yeah, but I, I gotta be careful. Um, it might come to a duel or I need to uh, make a distraction with a thrown rock and get out quickly. Right. Priscilla, Priscilla, where do you keep your wand when you're not actively carrying it? Well, since she's naked, she's got two oven mitts that she wears, mismatched pairs. And they're a little bit big for her hands because they're meant for people hands. So she keeps the wand in one mitten, in the left mitten. And in the right mitten, she keeps her bone shiv. You know, kind of like Assassin Creed style. Yes, yes, yes. So your left oven mitt is starting to vibrate in excitement because your wand can feel its brother approaching. So she feels the the wand vibrating in her hand and she kind of quickly puts it on her lower back, right where her tail starts to kind of give herself a massage with the vibrating wand. And, you know, she's going kind of slack jawed and looking at the the poker tournament that's going on. But she's kind of lazily looking around the room to see where, you know, the little rat boy in a dress is going to pop up. He's currently standing at the entrance trying to look like he is not here, as well as trying to blend in. Probably clearly here to look for you. Priscilla will stand up you know, still keeping the wand on her back. And the closer she gets to him, the more the the vibrate setting kind of intensifies. So she's getting one hell of a back massage and she's loving this. But unfortunately, when she's finally in front of him, the vibration immediately stops and she kind of sighs in defeat and just kind of, you know, slumps her shoulders and looks at Charles and says, you know, I can tell you're trying to blend in, but you know the, the whole dress thing kind of makes you stick out like a sore thumb. What are you doing here? You hate your you hate this place. And I know you're not going to tell me you're here to watch your great, 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 great nephew playing, even though he's on a streak. So what do you want, kid? I came to look for you. I have a proposal. A proposal. OK, I'm listening. So my grandmother, who I love very dearly and has helped me out a lot, uh, told me about a stash from the elves that used to live in the forest where they discarded their wigs. 
and she tasked me to get one for her. And I know how these things go with uh, us too. So maybe you want to come along? Priscilla uh, kind of rubs her oven mitt against uh, her side. Since she's got mites, she's always itchy. But the mitts kind of stop her from scratching her skin raw. So she kind of, you know, starts like rubbing herself aggressively on the side and she nods a little bit, kind of looking over her shoulder, still more intrigued by the poker game than by what Charles is saying. So she goes, uh, hmm, wigs, right. Wigs for grandma rat. Well, you know, it depends, you know, the, the wigs are kind of a commodity, you know, are you looking for polyurethane wigs, the me- the mesh kind, you know, like the lace monofilament combo, open weft units, the, you know, the, the kinds that just kind of get glued on. Yeah, th- there's so many types. Can you narrow it down? Or Because if you just say wigs, we're going to be looking everywhere. Uh, I, I don't actually remember what was in the letter. Were they somehow special or just wigs? They weren't so much special as that she said that there was a pile or at least a whole lot of soiled wigs. And she wanted to feel uh, better, basically. She wanted to f- wanted to use it to up her appearance. So I talk it up how basically my grandma told me these tales of uh, the beginning of this uh, trashkin community. Um, and back then, the elves, you know, they they made the wigs from uh, elven hair. So whenever one of them would get it cut, they would use it to make a wig for someone who has lost, lost their hair or uh, wanted to have a different presentation. Um, they're very fancy and they will really up my grandma's appearance and you can have one too. She said there is a whole pile of them. Hmm. Okay. Fancy, fancy wig for rat grandma. She turns her head to look at Charles and says, well, I think I know what you're talking about in that case. So you're looking for elvish hair, but not just any elvish hair. You want the, the platinum kind, you know, the, the one that doesn't, you know, it's the highest, the most high maintenance one is what you're looking for. Hmm. And a, a, a lace front, I would think. <sighs> yeah, lace front. Uh, that's the fanciest you're going to find. So long, you know, silver, platinum, elvish hair, lace front. Uh, that's only going to be found in the elven ruins. And uh, that's very dangerous. There's a lot of other trash kin there. And, you know, there's pigeon patrolling i that's 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 pretty dangerous are you sure that that it's really that important to her she wrote me this letter it, it's especially important to her do you have the letter on you uh, yeah i show it <laughs> so she looks at the letter and priscilla can't read so to her it just looks like a bunch of you know, squiggly lines. And she goes, ah, yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, grandma knows what she's talking about. This is the, the high quality stuff, kid. And she kind of shoves the letter back at him and says, yeah, we're going to have to go in the ruins. So um, if you're really serious about this, you're going to have to kind of rat up because we're going to be facing a lot of danger. I'm always surrounded 
in danger and he gives all his half brothers a uh death stare there's one half sister that is clear is she's not on the winning table but she's on the next to winning table so she's doing pretty well and she catches your death stare as the only member of your family and she just glares back at you saying oh i'm gonna tell mom that you were here i'm gonna tell all my all the parents and all the uncles and aunts and Everyone will know that you set food in this rancid place. So Charles looks back at Priscilla with like a uh, defeated smirk. Told you, I have nothing much to lose. If you want to tag along, I'd love to have you. So Priscilla kind of uses her left hand to point at her right ear and say, you think you have nothing left to lose, but... Are you really prepared to lose an ear, an eye, or worse, your incisors? It's totally possible, you know. Rats come back without tails. Like They look like hamsters when they go to this place. So if, if you're ready to fight, and I mean fight for your life and fight for those wigs, then I'm in. If it leaves a scar, all the better. That will add to my mystique. Just don't tattletale. Don't go telling your parents that I was the one that led you to danger because, you know, although I am a, a very strong contender for the Trashkin Olympics, you do have kind of a big family. And boy, are they loud. I don't want them to kind of come to my house yelling, screaming, shoving me and ruin my chances at a gold medal next year. I won't let them. And I mean, I have been tasked by grandma. It's all official. Okay. I guess you've got yourself a deal then. Okay. So let's go to the next scene. Is there anything that you want to grab from home before you go on this quest? Or are you just going to go and head out? What could I be grabbing from home? And also, I think uh, Charles doesn't really have a home by for himself. He kind of um, goes wherever he's accepted. And usually that ends up not working out all that long. So, yeah, he keeps all his valuables on himself at all times. And that's really it. So maybe he would grab food if he can. But, yeah. Sure. I I, I don't see why you couldn't just stash away a little bit of food still. Priscilla, do you still need to go via home? No, Priscilla's a possum of action. So she's, once she's made that decision, she's ready to go. So yeah, you hop by Charles's place because he still wants to grab some food for the way. And then you head off into the forest where the village that you come from is filled with trash and trash can and just buildings that used to be there already. Buildings made out of trash, buildings covered in trash. It smells wonderful. It is very, very flavorant. As soon as you hit that edge of the village and you go into a part of forest, which is in between you and the ruins, there is freshness. It smells like grass. It smells like pine needles. You can feel fallen leaves crackle underneath your, underneath your paws. We humans would find that wonderful. It would be great. 
Trashkin, maybe not so much, but you have to get through this. Um, Priscilla, do you actually know the way or have you just heard of this ruin? Oh, it's it's totally hearsay. Things that she picks up from the dodgy people who hang around the casino making bad deals. So she has no idea where they're going. She's just leading Charles somewhere heroically. Right. So you know that you need to go into the forest until you reach the waterhole, which you don't really know what it is. Like it could be one of those old taps. It could be a pond. There is just water that you're going to find. And as you're walking through the forest, you do indeed encounter something that would contain water normally, which is a well. However, from there, it is getting very, very difficult and very vague where you need to go. Some people say you need to go left, right, left. Other people say you need to go right, left, left. It just doesn't really make sense where you need to go. You feel like maybe there's multiple ways that you could go. So can you, Monica, can you roll me a cunning check to remember which person you talked to that was the most reliable and what they said? And in order to roll a cunning, you roll a single D10 and try to roll underneath your cunning score. I rolled a six. However, my cunning is unfortunately four. Okay, so you don't really remember a single person standing out from all the people that you talked to about these ruins. Maybe you you also feel like maybe most people have also told you maybe from her from hearsay and didn't even go much further than this point because this is kind of the edge where usually people turn around because they get uncomfortable with their environment so what do you what do you do where do you go priscilla reaches the well she kind of smells the water before she's you know she sees the well but she does confirm by looking at the bottom And she smells that very distinct groundwater scent. And she pauses there. She takes a second to think. And when she notices Charles kind of waiting for further instruction, she pretends she's doing some very complex calculations in her head. And she says, yeah, yeah, we're definitely heading the right way. Uh, You go past the well and, uh, you know, you're going to go left. And then she points to the right but she puts her right arm down and then points with her left arm towards the left and says, yeah, we're going to go left. We're going to do a left, a right, and another left. And then uh, we're going to walk, you know, for a little while and we should see what we're looking for. Okay. So, and on you go through these further into these forests, even crossing an empty field, It's just lush and pretty with flowers and all that kind of stuff. So that's another thing you have to deal with. Charles, while you're at the other end, when you're at the other end of the of this field, is it's the moment where Priscilla said that you had to turn right. But can you roll me a cunning to notice something? Uh me or yeah. Okay. Hmm. So I also rolled a six and my cunning is even worse with two. You see a plaque in front of you 
and it's a little bit overgrown with moss and 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 just dirt so you cannot really read it and it doesn't come to mind that you could potentially wipe it away because it's kind of high up on a post so you guys go to the right can i get a thing from both of you that you would find in a forest when you go to the right an object or like a location what would you find in a forest it can be anything a circle of bramble and tillman what can you add something to the circle of bramble hmm. <laughs> kind of drawing a blank maybe like mushrooms of unknown variety yeah totally so you go you come from this field you turn right and it seems to be a dead end there is no real left there's there's a lot of trees until this this path opens up in a in a round clearing and this clearing is filled with two things bramble and mushrooms but they seem to be oddly shaped in a circular pattern both both of them actually even though the 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 mushrooms are of a different variety like they are they are varied they still follow the same circle and priscilla this was not really what you were looking for but you do know ludonecromancy and you do know that certain places in the forest are just stronger like more powerful the magic seems to be more preserved in those areas this seems to be one of those you could say nodes where energy has collected in such a way that it has influenced the local wildlife and the local uh, plant life into forming these weird circles is there anything I'm struggling with the word specific. Is there anything specific that you want to do over here? Uh, she's going to take that as a sign that they're going the right place because if they're hitting these, you know, nodes of mystical energy, then it's kind of like a sign. It's like a, a big street sign pointing in the right way to go. So she's going to look at this big circular wall of mushrooms and bramble and then she's going to kind of look at Charles and say, what did I tell you? Here comes the danger. We're going to have to get to the other side of this. Uh, those mushrooms, I don't really know what they are, but I wouldn't really want to touch them. And the bramble, yeah, that's going to hurt. But um, you really want those wigs, right? Absolutely. We've come so far. Yeah, yeah. We've walked half a mile. Uh so, um, well, I guess, you know, there's no turning back now. <laughs> we have to go ahead and make it to the other side. Right. How do you want to make it through the other, to the other side? Do you want to try and break down this bramble or do you want to try and find a way around? What do you want to do? Uh, depending on the surrounding area, if there are trees around the bramble, Priscilla could climb. There's and... definitely trees around because it is a forest. Yeah, then that's gonna that's gonna be her her way to go. Uh, she's gonna look at Charles and say, "Well, I know one way around, but uh, I don't know if you're gonna like it because uh, your people aren't. You know, you you guys are great jumpers. Don't get me wrong, fantastic jumpers, but 
as far as climbing goes, you're going to have to get to the top of this tree and then jump from this tree to the next tree. And if you fall, well, you know, that's a big old bye-bye for you. And I'm not going to carry you on my back. It's hard enough for me to climb with my mittens. So you're kind of on your own for this. Are you sure you can make it up there? Uh, what I'm feeling about this climbing suggestion, can I maybe use my cunning to discern? <laughs> yeah, sure. Roll for cunning. I'm going to fail anyway. <laughs> I think we can effectively call that a botch. I've rolled a 10. So I'm feeling kind of... Um, mm, what is your big score like? Uh, it's a three. And what is your quick score currently? A four. Hmm. You're very, very confident that you can definitely 100% do this. Yeah, exactly. And also, I mean, she's kind of questioning, uh, you know, my honor uh, and that of red kind. So I'm absolutely going to go for it. In fact, I will go first because, I mean, it's not like she's showing me the way. <laughs> yeah, no, you cannot, you can't have that happen right after she questioned your capabilities in climbing. Come on. <laughs> um, I, I, I think you can either ro roll this with quick or with big. Uh, big would make more sense normally, but you are a red folk. So I think red, reds can kind of defeat gravity a little bit by just being quicker than gravity works. So try and roll me under quick. I'm going to spend one coin and that gives me a 50-50 chance. And I rolled a one. I make it. So not only... Do you make it? You just scramble up there like it is nothing. And you're basically showing Priscilla how it works now instead of her showing you how it works. So Priscilla, you see this rat look at you, look at the tree, and all of a sudden he's up in the tree and actually two threes over. Oh yeah, Priscilla does not like that. She's the athlete here. She is the one that's going to win the gold medal in the Trashkin Olympics. No rat in a dress is going to outdo her. So she's going to kind of, you know, make sure that her shiv and her wand are tucked into her mittens. And then she's going to try to scale it. So I'm guessing I would also do quick since her big is two. Yeah, you'd say that. However, <laughs> I do think that uh, that a possum would work more on big than on quick in this case. Possums are not really made for quick. <laughs> well, with a big score of two, that's going to be fun. You can always try and bribe the universe. Oh, mm. uh, reduce the value of your dice for no, I think I'm gonna spend. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna spend that yet. Yet, we'll show him up later. Oh boy! So I get an eight out of two. Hey, so you don't make it. What does that look like? Well, I'm thinking for Priscilla is she kind of backs up, you know, kind of wiggles her butt. She's really gonna give this her all, and she runs to the tree. She jumps up and she hugs it 
but due to her mittens, she doesn't have the manual dexterity of her front hands. So she just kind of slides like it's she's going down a fireman's pole. But with the extra upsetting fact that now she slid her whole belly and chest down, uh, you know, kind of like a rough tree bark. And she has kind of sanded herself down the middle. And then she comes down to the ground in a very audible plop on the leaves. Charles, you hear this behind you as you are almost three. You're almost three trees over now. I look back and I think to myself, trash Olympics, all right. It's all a huge scam. So much shade. (laughs) (laughs) So Priscilla, you are stuck here. You You clearly overestimated your abilities to climb a tree, but you still want to follow the damn red over the bramble or through the bramble or whatever in order to make it through. What is your next way of how you are going to try and get through? Well, looking at her, she's fairly quick uh, with a quick score of four. So maybe she can, you know, get on all fours and run the perimeter around the barble, uh, around the bramble and try to beat him to the, to the other side. Yeah, you can definitely try that. Roll a quick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got a two. So that's her plan. She doesn't, you know, she can hear that Charles stopped, which means that he heard her kind of hit her butt. So now she's trying extra hard to beat him by going, you know, around the circumference of the bramble and the mushrooms. Yeah. For dramatic flavor, I'd say that you decide to run the opposite way of this circle than as Charles was climbing just so you were also out of his sight so he can no longer judge you with his stare so Charles absolutely yeah Charles you see her leave your point of view just I take it you are just going to continue climbing until you are on the other side right yes so you climb down the tree and you actually meet up right that center on the other side of this curve of brambles. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.